0: Hello, and welcome back to the Girls Going Corporate Podcast, where we discuss all things career and networking to empower you to go after your dream career. My name is Rosa Stansel. Today, I'm joined by Kaylin Mayer, who is a global marketing lead at Meta. Today, Kaylin's going to share a little bit about her career story, how to break into tech, the importance of mindset, and so much more. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Hello, Kaylin, and welcome to Girls Going Corporate. Hi, thank you so much for having
1: me. I'm really excited to connect with you today.
0: Of course, so I'm so excited to have you. I remember learning so much from our last conversation, so I'm so excited for everyone to hear your career story. So if you want to start out first with a little brief summary about how you got to where you are today. Yeah, Uh,
1: well, I can start from the beginning, I well, I guess I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more about just specifically my tech career. So prior to Meta, I led the private label brand marketing strategy for the world's at the time leading online marketplace for luggage and travel gear, which was called ebags.com. At, at the time, it had over 900 brands across luggage and the travel space um, and I my focus was specifically on the private label brand actually known as the ebags brand. Uh, my marketing strategies and you know, collaboration with the entire team helped the private label brand achieve 50 million in annual profit, which made up 40% of total company sales. And we eventually uh, went through an entire rebrand and decided to lean in heavily, to just the eBags brand. So if you were to go to the website today, it only features the eBags brand and it doesn't have all of the 900 brands any longer. I um, mean, it's now just the uh, Samsonite House of Brands, which Samsonite acquired eBags uh, a few years ago. Um, but in that role, essentially I set the vision for our consumers end-to-end experience across all touch points from digital to print. And then, Fast forward to now, today, I am focused on economic impact and driving greater equity in the workforce. Specifically, I oversee the marketing strategy, including the go-to-market planning, the creative, the campaign strategy for a program called Meta Career Programs, which is a large partnership uh, between Meta and Coursera. Essentially, We are trying to democratize education so that anyone, regardless of their education experience or background, can learn high quality skills to land a high quality career. We have several professional certificate programs across various fields in tech, such as social media marketing, marketing analytics, and software engineering. And so essentially we can train anybody how to become a software engineer, for example. Separately at Meta, I also uh, lead the SMB, so small medium-sized business uh, educational video strategy for uh, our largest uh, YouTube and social channels and across our web surfaces. Also been really rewarding uh,
0: so far. Yeah, no, I remember from last time. I I just thought your job was so cool because of that rewarding aspect and also why I wanted to have you come on the podcast, because obviously not quite to the same extent, but I wanted to sort of create that um, democratization as well, um, to help people break into, you know, wherever industry they want to, and to empower them to do so. So I think that's really cool that you get to have such a big impact on that um, through your company. Um, And so also, you didn't necessarily start in tech. And I know a lot of people want to go into tech, and I know this is something that we talked about last time as well, is I think it can sort of be intimidating to a lot of people as well. So how, you know, did you have your break in tech with that first company that you mentioned?
1: Wow. Yeah. I was in retail. I had been an assistant store manager at a couple of different retail locations um, out of college. And I decided I didn't want to be in retail any longer and I really wanted to be on the other side of it um you know rather shifting focus into e-commerce or you know getting into that uh, digital aspect if you will so I started doing some soul searching uh some career searching and I started applying to a ton of different types of roles in fact I heard a lot of no's but during that time period uh It was very interesting, but a common theme that kept happening was these employers that I was applying to said that they uh, weren't going to hire me, but then they provided this incredible positive feedback that said uh, my cover letter was incredible and uh, very inspiring. And my resume was very well written and that I should go into the field of writing And I heard that from probably five different employers within a month's time. And I thought it was really enlightening. So I started writing. I created a blog. Um, I added some writing samples uh, about topics within wardrobe. At the time, I was doing a little bit of freelance wardrobe styling for local photography, local photographers, and also just the local fashion scene in Denver, Colorado. Um, And then I met a woman. Uh, who was looking for a blogger. And we met at a coffee shop. I explained my background of being in retail and how I was looking to get into writing. She loved my samples. She took a chance on me. And uh, that uh, was at an uh, a cashback retailer's website where I wrote uh, various blog article content for various retailers. So it's similar to Rakuten today. Um, the company was called Doobly du- uh, at the time. Um, and then that position is how actually I landed my next role at eBags. So that same woman ended up getting a new job at eBags and she brought me on to uh, shift focus on social media writing. Um, Cause it's a lot of the same, right? So even if it's not long form, article content that I was writing, I started doing more short form content and coming up with social media ideas uh, for organic channels and writing captions. And then from there, I identified an opportunity to partner with uh, creators or at the time influencers, which was very new of a concept in you know 2016. That was not necessarily a thing yet. Uh, But I noticed that other companies uh, like Jan Sport was actually a really big one, a backpack company who they had partnered with these influencers to have all this incredible brand photography. And I was like, why aren't we doing that at our company? We don't have any really cool creative imagery for our own private label brands. Why don't we work with people out there, send them free product and get that cool photography? So I built an influencer marketing program from scratch. Um, And then a couple of years later is when influencer marketing really started taking off and all of the different platforms became available to really scale that. Um, And then fast forward, once I saw, or once the company saw how successful the influencer marketing and the creative strategies were working externally, then I was able to essentially take over our internal creative team and uh oversaw all of the photography and videography uh with our own in-house team uh to launch our paid media campaigns and uh then full-fledged rebranded all of our website photography um product photography uh and and the like. and Um, My role in marketing has been very cross-functional, to say the least. Um, It's been all all over the place, from social media to influencers to -to go-to-market strategies to creative and campaign planning and writing, and definitely one of the most consistent things is writing, Uh, whether it's writing emails or internal comms or that next campaign narrative. um, It's played a huge role in, in my job today. For sure. No, and I
0: absolutely love your story because, like, as someone who's about to enter that stage of applying to jobs and, you know, getting no's and trying to figure everything out, I think it's really just good to hear a perspective where you didn't start where you ended and you sort of had to play with different things and figure it out. And ultimately, you were able to take all the skills you learned from these different positions and apply it. And that's what ultimately led you to be so successful in that role. So I think that's just. Really great to hear how you can sort of take control of your own narrative, even though sometimes it doesn't seem like you have that control, especially at the beginning.
1: Absolutely. And what I'll say to that is you will receive no's whenever you're going through the interview process. It's just part of the process and you never know who that employer is going to hire. It could have been someone that they know. It could have been an internal hire or the like, but I think it's important to remember that rejection is redirection and to continue to focus on your own narrative and the value that you can bring to the table. Um and really think about your unique skill set and how you've been able to be successful and what you've done, your past experiences, your past roles and then how you can uniquely uh add you know, make a positive impact at the next company, because that's what employers want to hear about. They want to know how have you been successful and they want to believe that you're going to be able to be successful in, at their company.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I love that you said that um, the redirection portion, I've heard that before. And I think that's really important for everyone to truly believe, and it's hard in the moment, but to just remind yourself when you can um, that it really can be redirection a lot of the times, um, but now that you've been in your current role at Meta and marketing for a while now, um, can you share sort of what your day-to-day um, could look like? Yeah, uh, my
1: I would say my role is highly cross-functional across so many different teams between creative and content and design and engineering and PR and comms and partnerships and different marketers um, and cross departments as well. Um, You know, on a day-to-day basis, it's meeting with key stakeholders and aligning on the vision. Um, I'd say, you know, bringing many complex teams together and unifying them all towards one goal is one of the key things I I strive to do on a daily basis, but also uh, really figuring out, you know, what if we're having, for example, if there's an upcoming launch, which at the end of February, we'll be launching uh, a new professional certificate on Coursera uh, called AR Developer which is to help people get into the field of augmented reality development. And so part of my day-to-day now is planning for that launch. So the go-to-market strategy, the ad campaign, the creative, the messaging, building out the landing pages for where we're gonna drive traffic to, partnering with Coursera's marketing team to figure out uh, their web strategy Uh, you know, the SEO plan where we can inject uh, this launch throughout their web experiences organically. Uh, We're also launching a joint go-to-market PR moment where our PR teams will do media outreach. And so it's a lot of building and planning and uh, preparing for the launch.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like you really get to do a lot. And I know that's one of the things that draws me to marketing right now and why I think I want to sort of enter that space as well is because I love how cross-functional it can be and you kind of get to diff- wear different hats. Um, so what would you say your favorite and least favorite thing that you get to do um, in your job with all of these different areas that you get to sort of um, have an effect in?
1: Yeah, I'd say my favorite thing about my role is when we're able to make a meaningful impact on a person's life. For example, we heard from one of the certified professionals who went through our social media marketing program and was able to switch careers from being a social worker, where in her own words said she was making pennies to now, after becoming certified, uh, she is a social, social media manager and has more time and income and ultimately is living a better life. And so making a real difference and having a positive impact on society is so valuable and it brings me immense joy. And I would say my least favorite thing about my job is the exact opposite. Honestly, when we disappoint our consumers um, or hearing hard feedback from them specifically can be really challenging, right? Like we want to make a
0: difference in people's lives. That's the whole reason why we're doing this. Um, so, do you enjoy working at Meta and in tech overall? Um, and maybe what do you feel like your favorite things are about working specifically for Meta and then also just within tech?
1: I, yes, I, I hope it's fair. I love my job. I love what I get to do every day. I love the people that I work with. You know, I often say that it is so much about the people. Uh, It's not even necessarily about what you are doing every day, but the people that you are surrounded by. I do feel that being in the role that I'm in today has grown my career astronomically in the last few years, just because I'm surrounded by some of the most talented and intelligent and motivated People on Earth, and that is is really really rewarding and inspiring to encourage me to further uh, progress my own career. Um, Being in tech overall, what I can say is being in marketing overall is it has its you know it has its challenges. Marketing is changing on a daily basis. It is you know I whenever I went to college digital marketing was not a thing yet. Um, So I feel like I am a self-taught marketer through and through. I mean, we all are every day, all of the time, because there's new channels coming out. There's new, the next, you know, TikTok, I'm sure will come out next year, probably this year, right? Like there's new things happening all of the time and being able to keep up with industry trends and competitors and reading on a regular basis, listening to podcasts, um, has been really helpful to stay in the know. Um And so I would definitely encourage people to be lifelong learners uh, in order to
0: stay sharp in in their everyday absolutely. And I think what you said too about surrounding yourself with the right people is obviously so important, I think, just in life overall, but certainly in the workplace, considering, how much time everyone spends there. Um, So that's really just great to be reinforced and hear your perspective about that. And for people also to keep in mind when they're looking for jobs as well, that, you know, how your interview goes, how you sort of interact with the team, if you have the opportunity to talk to them, how that honestly should be a really big part of the decision process, because people do play such an impactful role.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's so
0: important. Uh, The people is everything. For sure. Um, So what do you feel like are some skills or attributes that you feel have led to your success and that are important to having a successful career in tech and in marketing? Yeah,
1: I'd say taking an audience first approach to everything that you do. It's not about what you want and, or, and it's not about what your boss wants. It's about what your audience wants and understanding who your audience is, what they want, what their objectives are, what their objections are, what their hopes and dreams are, and what their problems are. That way you can solve their specific problems and provide them with solutions that will make their life easier. So when you are pitching to your manager or your team, always identify the problem that the user has and be able to find a unique solution that can solve their problem. Because at the end of the day, it's not about what your boss wants, it's about what the the consumer wants, right? So if you work at a a company that sells products to consumers, then it's about identifying that narrative that's going to resonate with the consumer and speaks to them in a way that they'll easily and immediately uh, resonate with and that also can solve their very real life problem. Um, so, you know, going back to the example I gave a second ago when launching those five software engineer professional certificates last year, you know, I really took a social first approach to the creative. I wanted for when somebody was scrolling through their social media feed for it to feel very much like any other person, uh, was like a, you know, like a normal creator was just speaking on camera versus coming from a brand. Cause that made it feel even more authentic and organic to the channel. Um, And it worked, right? And so I think, you know, and we also know that software engineering, for example, is one of the highest paid careers in tech that somebody can get. And so we knew that, you know, consumer insights, um, people do want to switch careers because they want a higher income. So in that campaign, we spoke to that. And so, again, it's really all about finding the right message and providing the right solution to the end users problem, and to really connect them with your brand product or service. And so always start with the consumer, start with the insight, believe what, you know, what will be right, and then double, you know, double down by checking in with the data to make sure that it makes sense. Um, But I think it's really important to think about the person and their ecosystem and their feelings and their perception of the world and brand and things around them. Um, it's just so important to be human driven with a consumer first mindset above all else.
0: Absolutely. And I think also, like as someone, if you're new entering an industry, I think that would like really help somebody stand out as well to show that, you know, the consumer and constantly, like you said, a continuous learner, tr- continuously trying to know your industry, but also that consumer centric attitude. And especially for students out there, like if you have an internship this summer, or you're entering the corporate space, as students, we have so much access through our schools and things like that um, to all these different consumer reports or industry reports, um, and that give you so much access to all this information. So really take making use of that and like taking that into your job or your internship, I feel like would really, like you said, be important and make you stand out because that is such an important part. Absolutely. Um, and then one of the things as well, so you, like you said, you've recently been taking on a more leadership role. So you did get promoted pretty quickly um, within Meta and your current role that you're doing now. Um, so what are some things that you feel like you did um, that allowed yourself to have access to that opportunity and to that prom- promotion to sort of climb the ladder? yeah,, uh, also, a great
1: question. Um, I mentioned earlier to always be scrappy and resourceful, right? Um, I also think it's really important to come from a place of inquiry. So always ask questions and understand why or what your leaders want to see. You know, sometimes they are too high level and not as close to the work as you are. And so they might not have the in-depth knowledge that you have or are as close to the work that you are. So if you know they want you to do something, but it goes against what is actually working for the channel or you know what is working for the consumer, then it's really important to speak up because they are making business decisions based on the insights their employees are telling them. And they can only be as successful as the information they have available. So if you my advice would be if you feel strongly against something, or if you are questioning that why um, that they're proposing something that does not make sense to you, then I don't just say yes to it, come to the table with your perspective and have facts and data points and proof points that you can back up your reasoning as to why the business should do something differently. Because leaders love data stories so when you can prove that to them and you can show that you've done the research that can really help help you stand out and show that you're a thought leader in the space it's also really important to move fast i think you know it's it's you're never going to have all of the information all of the time so it's important to quickly sum up the situation whatever it may be gather the necessary information ask the right questions again always have the consumer in mind And then most importantly, act and act fast. Um, I think, and also confidently, right? Improve concept as you go. You know, in in the workplace, it's so important just to be proactive. And for me, I don't know if this is great advice, but for me, it's always better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Uh, obviously that depends on the depth and the nuance of the situation, but most often people want to see that you are hungry to make an impact and are willing to do whatever it takes to make the business successful. And that's how you can propel your own career trajectory.
0: Yeah. I love that. And I feel like what you said, it reminded me of one of the major things that I took away from our last conversation, which was when you said, leaders don't want a yes person. They want somebody that can think differently and how important it is to have that different perspective. Um, So can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Cause I, I just love that and sort of how that really could take place as somebody who's just entering the workforce.
1: Yeah, I think again, it kind of goes back to that coming to the plate, you know, coming from a place of inquiry and asking questions, asking why, why are we doing it this way? Why has it been done that way? Um, That is really helpful for you to think about um, what truly needs to get done and why they are asking what they are asking. Also, I would say that you know confidence is everything. Um, you know, even if you don't know how to do something, be willing to figure it out and find a solution to make it happen. Uh, you know, Google is going to be your best friend um, in in the world of marketing for sure. Um, but really, you know what I mean by not just being a guest person is kind of what I said a second ago. Of, you know, if, if, if it goes, if your lead is asking you to do something and it goes against what is actually working for the channel and what you know to be right and true, then make sure you speak up and let them know and provide those, those proof points that suggest otherwise, because they're going to value that um, way more than you just agreeing to something because you think that's the easier approach. Um, I mean, in some cases it might be, and you should do that, right? Like, yeah. don't just say no to say no, but if there's something that you believe could actually have a stronger impact by doing what you know is working, then speak up and, and let them know because people do value uh, employers here or employees who think differently and are uh, willing to find those creative solutions to make something happen and even more successful. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really just a, you know above all to have that will do at any cost attitude to get stuff done And um, make sure that you also are in total agreement and alignment to whatever, you know, the strategy is um, based on what you know is working, you know, especially like social media managers, for example. Sometimes higher up leads haven't been in the social media space for their day to day job ever or just, you know, for years, um, if you will. And so you might have way more intimate knowledge than your lead might. Right. And so they want you to come to the table With what's working and what you know, and what you're seeing and what's trending. Um, So that way you can help um, make informative decisions for what's going to be best for the consumer and the business.
0: Exactly. And I love that. I I totally agree. I mean, confidence is key in anything, but I think, you know, especially just starting out either an internship or your first job, I like, I can see how it would be scary to raise your hand or, um, you know, put your input or give a You know, differentiating idea than everybody else and around the table or whatnot. But like you said, that's ultimately what people are going to value. Even if you are like worried about what they're going to think, like they will appreciate that you're willing to raise your hand, say something with confidence. And honestly, like something I've always like even told myself at times and my friends is like sometimes you have to fake it till you make it. Even if you fake the confidence until it's there, like do what you have to do to get there. Because like you said, that's ultimately what's going to be able to push you along in your career.
1: Definitely fake it till you make it. Yes. I absolutely <laughs> abide by
0: that. Confidence is everything
1: uh, for sure.
0: Great. So then do you have any tips or advice um, for those wanting to enter tech um, or the marketing spaces on sort of how they can prepare themselves to do so successfully?
1: Yeah, I think adding to what you actually just said is, you know, never take anything personally. You know, it's not personal. So it's business, right? So if you speak up in something um, and maybe they, the team doesn't agree, don't take it personally. It really, truly is not personal. It is business. Yes, you know, often creative or copywriting uh, or marketing in a lot of different ways can be very subjective. So it can feel personal or... It can feel harsh if your team hates something that you've written or created. But honestly, that doesn't matter. What matters is, is the creative going to resonate with the target audience? And will the message get through to them on a deep level or they feel compelled to purchase? So I think it's an important reminder to take pride in the idea generation and the collaborative process that gets you from ideation to the final consumer consumption of whatever that marketing collateral or campaign is going to be because it's always going to take a different path as it becomes as business and audience relevant as possible. And so just remember that you're doing what is best for the end user. It's not about you. And so my advice is really, you know, all feedback is good feedback and use every ounce of feedback to learn and grow from and you will get stronger and
0: smarter and better at your job every day. For sure. No, I love that. And then also since we discussed a little bit, you mentioned about how good you are at writing resumes and whatnot. I'd love your like top tip or three about resumes. Cause I know even for myself, I hear so many different things from different people. So I'd love to just get like what your top tip for resumes are for people.
1: Absolutely. Number one tip is quantify everything. I'd say if possible, make 90% of the bullet points on your resume quantifiable meaning like um achieved 80 percent of x y and z right so like having a percentage or how much revenue you're able to drive or how much revenue you're able to save or having that number in a single line in your bullet is so important you know people your resume is not your job description people don't care necessarily about what you do on a day-to-day basis, they care about the impact that you've been able to achieve. So tell, so your resume should tell that story. Like, what have you been able to achieve for your business? Like, you know, uh, how much, how, how, like, even if you can quantify how many campaigns you launched, right? Like launched 30 campaigns within five months and achieved X, Y, and Z. Uh, it's, it's so important. And it's also what will help you stand out because it shows that you can drive real you know bottom line or impact or awareness or whatever it might be um that's actually tangible and quantifiable and that is what your future employers want to see
0: absolutely I love that. that's great advice um so do you have any last parting career or networking tips that you feel like you live by or want to share hmm I think One of the best pieces
1: of advice I've ever received was to always have a perspective. So don't say, I don't know, even if you actually don't know, you know, (laughs) take a second to think about it and offer your perspective on the matter. You know, always preparation is key. So prepare for your meetings the day before, have speaking notes so you feel comfortable and confident going into big meetings. And again, always come from a place of inquiry. And don't be afraid to ask why, why this, why that, you know, I often find a whole bunch of stuff that could be improved that nobody is actively doing or managing or overseeing. And it's kind of like a situation where something was created once and then someone said it and forget it. But now it's like, okay, why does this actually still exist? And does this still make sense? And is this the best user experience? And so I, you know, I think when you come from a place of inquiry, while yes, you may end up giving yourself a lot more work that is probably outside of your scope, but it's being able to identify that something could be better and then working on a solution to improve it that could drive a major impact for the business and could end up making a real difference in someone's life. So I think, you know, be creative and always look for solutions that can make that meaningful difference and don't be afraid to speak up. I think again, I'll just repeat it, just to rearticulate it, but the best piece of advice is really always have a perspective even if you don't know. Just take a second, pause, think about it and then, you know, speak up what your perspective is because that is going to get you really far.
0: Absolutely. I think that's such great advice um, to live by just in general. Um, So thank you so much, Kaylin, for coming on today. I think this will be such a valuable conversation for anyone to take. And even just sort of the attitude and like perspective that you use throughout your career. I think a lot of people, if they sort of start practicing that and adding that into what they're doing, they'll be successful um, and find success as well. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, I really appreciate the kind words. Thank you so much for having me. I hope this is helpful for women
0: everywhere. Um, Really great conversation. So as you just heard, Kaylin shared some pretty amazing advice, as well as some insight into what her role as a global marketing lead at Meta is actually like. Whether our conversation today has piqued your interest in entering tech, encouraged you to change your attitude and mindset for success, or challenged you to always have a perspective. I hope you'll join me in taking what we've learned today and applying it where we can in our lives and careers so that we can reach our full potential. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave a review and rating and follow Girls Growing Corporate on TikTok and Instagram and feel free to join our LinkedIn group as well where we post lots of great opportunities. Thanks for listening and see you next time.